In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. It's a pleasure to be back in the United States after 40 days in Egypt. I really missed America after that. But um, for those who don't know, the, when the priest is ordained, he stays 40 days in Egypt to focus on his service. And just like as a model for us, Christ did the same thing before his three years uh, uh, ministry. So he fasted 40 days in seclusion, uh, just like the priest does. So I will say that the 40 days spent away from the U.S. was really interesting, so I'll share a few points. So during this time, we mainly fo focused on the rites of the church, the liturgies. Uh, I know Abuna George and Abuna Samuel just went through this, uh, even Abuna Andrew a couple of years ago. I know Abuna went through the same thing. In fact, I had the same priest who taught, uh, I think, all of, all of us. Uh, Abuna Krolis was the first one he taught, and so I said, you know, he's like, Abuna Krolis is my son. So I said, well, that makes me your grandson. Because it came from old. him. So, <laughs> I know you're not that old. <laughs> so we actually prayed liturgies uh, six times, maybe seven times a week during the, uh, the course of the 40 days. And along with Vespers in the afternoon. And in between that time was spent just resting and memorizing the best we can. And the movements of the liturgy are very complicated, at least for somebody new coming in. We might have watched the Boone as deacons, thousands of liturgies, but when you actually try to do it, it's, it's very challenging. Take, for example, the Shoria. So the, the, uh, the, the censer is a very complicated thing with its movements. Uh, all throughout the churches of St. Bishoy, uh, you can see evidence that I was there because we've dropped the, sh the charcoal that's there and, and burned carpets uh, everywhere we go. So first day here, you know, I, I wanted to leave my mark. So. <laughs> Um, it's my mistake. No, no, it's okay. Um, if you doubt this, you know, I can show you pictures later if you like. So I made sure to document all that. But uh, a few thoughts on the stay uh, during this uh, 40 days. Um, firstly, I stayed in a monastery that was nearly 1,700 years old. So 1,700 years. Um, I was able to visit some other monasteries around as well, which were equally about the same time frame that were all in the same area. Uh, these were some of the original monasteries in Christian history. So if you go to Europe, if you go to the other Orthodox worlds, you will not see older monasteries than the ones I was able to stay in and pray liturgies in. It was really amazing uh, to see that. Um, uh, though there were that many were kind of used to that because they go there every day, I couldn't wrap my hand or, head around the fact that I was walking in the same monastery where St. Bishoy walked, where St. Moses the Strong walked, where St. Macarius walked. I mean, these are saints that we read about, where other people read about, and um, all over the world. And yet we, we stayed there, we prayed during those, those in the same altars, we were praying next to their relics. So um, we actually prayed, like for example, next to the relics of St. Peshoy, you know, the great St. Peshoy, the perfect man, the beloved, our, our good savior. Those are um, some of the uh, saints that we were praying next to. St. Moses, St. Macarius, um, other saints like, and I'll mention a few more, like um, St. Moses the Strong, St. John the Short, St. John, John Cami, St. Ephraim the Syrian, and others as well. So these saints, when you think about it, were instrumental in spreading not just monasticism, but Christian thought throughout the world. Um, in one of our stays there, there was an American author who writes about them, and he was... He was there uh, at Saint, one of the monasteries that we visited, and uh, he was walking with us in utter amazement because sometimes when we have familiarity with something, we lose that feeling of awe and respect. But he was there coming in from, as an outsider, and he was like, these are books that, you know, I read books about these topics, and here I am with these saints. And I felt the same way, you know, just 
the, the, the gross level of unworthiness standing in front of uh, these saints to walk the same footsteps that some of these other saints walked in the monasteries really uh, had a huge impact on me. I thought of uh, the quote by St. Gregory the Theologian, which says, Whom I now seem to hear the Father saying out of Egypt to have called my son, from which the Church of Alexandria has sounded forth the word to all men, healthfully believed and preached, and is the best bringer of the fruit to all men, especially to those who now hold the right faith, who is not only a lover of such food, but also a distributor, not at home also, but also abroad. And so St. Gregory the Theologian, of course, is not Coptic. He was from Asia Minor. So for him to say that about our church, you know, it's very appropriate, especially as us, we're now abroad, and we're bringing that faith to others as well. So it's, it was really something that kind of hit home. But we also visited other modern saints as well, like after, saints who have reposed in the, in the faith, such as Pope Carolos, Saint uh, Feltos, uh, Father Feltos, Bunapsoy Kamel, Pope Shenouda, Father Matthew the Poor, Mother Irini, and other such saints, modern saints that helped shape where the church is today. So these were giants as far as, you know, shifting the church in, in such a powerful direction to uh, now spread all over the world. So it was striking for me to be so physically close to all of these blessings. Uh, equally striking to me was how easily these blessings were available to everyone. So these monasteries and, and relics were not just available to, uh, to uh, priests or deacons or monks. They were available to visitors alike who came in and, and they saw these big saints. And I remember walking into St. Pichoy's monastery and, oh, this is St. Pichoy's, where is relics? And they just pointed and he, his whole body was just right there. So people were coming in, taking the blessings, very easily accessible. Very, these great blessings, very easily accessible. At times it was overwhelming. The greatness, on one hand you had the greatness of the blessing and the greatness of uh, the, and the ease of which they're available. And on the other hand, my, the, my extreme feeling of unworthiness of these blessings, um, of receiving the priesthood and being able to pray at these, at these monasteries, at the altars, and the gap between the two seemed so great. And I couldn't wrap my hand. My, my, my head was just too big, or not too big, not big enough. My head's big usually, but not big enough to grasp that, that, that big gulf between the big blessing and, and the unworthiness. And, and so St. Cyril of Alexandria says something like this about Christianity in general, where he says, Indeed, the mystery of Christ runs the risk of being disbelieved precisely because it is so incredibly wonderful. It's the fact that it's so wonderful makes it sometimes difficult to believe because of that difference. But this is the mystery of Christ, that while we know we are unworthy and He knows us through and through, He knows exactly who we are, yet He opens the gates of graces so dramatically for us and, and accepts us so greatly that it's sometimes beyond our comprehension, but we have to accept that mystery of God's love, deep love for us, His passionate love for us uh, with faith. Because there's no way to really grasp your mind and, and grasp this uh, uncomprehendable uh, gap between the blessings that He gives us with our unworthiness. But He does so because of His love and we accept it in His grace. So this 40-day experience was full of blessings upon blessings. Um, the hospitality was amazing. The monks who served the food to the His Holiness Pope Tawedros, whom I met a couple times, uh, the new priests were always met with a smile, genuine love, hospitality. Everyone made sure we were comfortable. It was uh, something that the true love, you know, was manifested. Um, I, you know, it was just something really touchy. I never was uncomfortable over there at all. So for my mom, I was very comfortable. Over there, so. 
Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Metropolitan Serapion for his prayers and patience and advice, love and care during this whole process. Uh, we asked him a lot of questions during this process, so uh, and we'll probably ask him some more uh, as we appreciate. But he also took care of us in Egypt too to make sure we were comfortable, so appreciate that. Um, I'd also like to thank Abuna Carolos for spiritual guidance you know, and friendship over the last 10 years, but especially over the last few months. Uh, his comforting words and advice has been very special, and I appreciate that, Abuna. As St. Paul said, that we don't have many, we have a lot of instructors, but not many fathers, so thank you for that. During the next year, Abuna and I will be working closely together with Abuna George, uh, hopefully for a smooth transition. Thank you, Abuna George, for all your hard work over the last four months. I really appreciate it. God bless your service. And Abuna Anthony before him. Uh, wherever he is, uh, maybe <laughs> listening in. Uh, thank you for your service as well. Um, I have big shoes to follow there. Uh, other priests and bishops, uh, such as Abuna Philemon, who visited my family uh, 30 years ago, and uh, because of that convinced me to go to church more often. So uh, I owe him a lot there. Abuna Athanasius, who was my Sunday school teacher when I got there, uh, who's now my father confessor. Um, Abuna, uh, An uh, Andrew, thank you so much for that tent, mosquito tent you gave me. Uh, it saved my life because those mosquitoes in Egypt are demons. I mean, I was going through demonic warfare with these mosquitoes. Uh, but, you know, I finally figured out how to use the tent that you gave me, and all the other priests were jealous. So thank you. That was a thank you. And thank you for all your help, too, before this. It was huge help. Uh, he was helping me with a lot of hymns, and I uh, appreciate that. It doesn't sound like it, I know, but he, he did help me. Um, Bishop Krolos, Bishop Abraham, Bishop Sarah for their guidance and their love. Um, I'd also like to thank everyone at St. Paul's Church, Orthodox Church and St. Basil's for making me and my family really feel very welcome. Um, your labor of love will never be forgotten. It, it's been a, a very touchy uh, thing for us to have your texts and words of encouragement uh, to Mariana, especially when I was gone. Uh, so I appreciate that a lot, um, and I appreciate that. So the fathers, David, Samuel, Abuna Samuel, and uh, Abuna Archbishop, uh, Arch, Archbishop, Arch, Archie Bochos, <laughs> promotion. Uh, Arch Bochos and Archie Mark, uh, who rearranged their schedules at their churches where they're at to attend the ordinate tonight as well, so thank you very much. Uh, and to the priests uh, uh, who have uh, gu guided me as well, thank you. Thank you for my parents and for Nellie and her beautiful, their beautiful uh, my nieces, uh, for their support, which I really appreciate. Mariana's family, thank you so much. All those who helped um, as well, who flew out to Egypt from here, from the states, like Mike, uh, my brother-in-law, and Carlos, my friend, and um, with your family there, appreciate that. They were big help. And uh, Samak Karas flew out there to help me. So all those people, you know, really that was really touchy. I appreciate that. Uh, I'd like to thank my wife, Mariana, uh, for everything she's done. I'll have uh, you, very strangely, the day after my ordination here, we went back, which was the day before I flew out to Egypt. We had a huge water main uh, break in our house. I mean, the same day I came back, I was like, okay, I can rest for a little bit. There was a huge water, mine, water, lane, water line break, and Mariana, over the last 40 days, has been taking care of that, along as, with three children and everything else, and... Uh, Thank you, honey. You, you did a great job. So, um, All those who contacted Mariana from time to time to give her support, appreciate that. You know who you are, so thank you. And finally, I'd like to thank my kids, Grace, Mark, and Luke. Um, I know this, this time was really hard on you guys, 
but thank God for FaceTime and uh, video chats and all that. But I was, I'm very proud of you guys. You guys did a very good job. Um, can't see Grace. There you are, Grace. She's shy. Uh, you guys showed exceptional poise and, uh, and throughout, throughout this process, but especially that. I'm very proud of you. Finally, I'd like to ask for all of your prayers that God um, grant me the grace and mercy that I need to overcome my weakness in, the, in this. Uh, I feel very unworthy of this, and please pray for me continually and, uh, and that the service may be to the glory of His name. Thank you, God. We want to thank you so much for listening to St. Basil's podcast. We hope that you have gained spiritually from our remarkable speakers, and we appreciate your support towards this podcast. St. Basil American Coptic Orthodox Church is looking to purchase a home, and we would love for you to be a part of our community. We are looking to raise funds towards this novel mission, Orthodoxy in an American Context within the San Diego area. You may donate online through our website, www.stbasil.net. That's www.stbasil.net. Or click on the link below when it will take you to our donations page. You may also mail in your contribution at the address located on our website. We thank you for any contribution, and may our Lord Jesus Christ always bless your heart and home.